What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 28 of Rip City Rundown. Um, this is week three, the week three recap of the Blazers season. Had a lot of action this week, not just on the court, but also off the court. We're going to be talking a lot more important news than we have in the past weeks. Uh, it'll be a, a little bit different formatted this week. We'll really focus on the main stories first, and then we will go through game by game. Uh, we will obviously focus on some games more than others. Um, we are recording this uh, right after the big win against the Lakers. Uh, got a nice win streak going. West, how are you feeling first off? First off, feeling good. Um, if you asked me that, that question at the beginning of the week, uh, more specifically after the Cleveland Cavaliers game, I would have told you I hated myself and I hated this week. team. However, two good wins against the Pacers and the, and the Lakers, both coming at home, got to protect home court, protect Moda. Um, I believe we did the podcast before the Hornets game, if I can recall. Yeah, we did. It was so we ended up getting five games in between podcasts. Went two and three, not ideal. But considering we started 0-3, I will take it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Uh, I will say uh, Dame kind of got out of the slump a, a little bit, kind of ruined the title. A little, bit. a little bit. I mean, we will go ahead and hop into this. I mean, before we start, though, Cody, are you feeling good about the Blazers this week? Initial thoughts? Ups and downs, again, the consistency of this team is just all over the place. We're losing mm-hmm. to a lottery team, Cavaliers team, uh, and then a Sixers team without uh, Harris – Simmons, of course, and Embiid. And then we come out at home, barely squeak out a win against a lottery team Pacers. And then, of course, Lakers, big win, but of course, missing players. But at this moment right now, I'm feeling good. But again, two days ago, not so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just remember like what? It was like two years ago when we obviously had that super slow start. And this time of year, we were probably like three and eight or something or three and six. And then by the time we got to Christmas, we were like, all right, now can we maybe make the run to 500? We were hoping to make the five, run to 500 back two years ago. I remember uh, starting with that Pelicans game, the ones that we ended up going to where Dane went 0 for 10 from three. We've talked about mm. that before. But I say that just because it's good <clears throat> to get back to 500. Um, yeah. Because this is not yeah. as bad as it's been in the past. Speaking yeah. of Dame. Speaking of Dame, yes. We're going to start off with Dame. That is the title of the podcast. That might be the reason you clicked on this in the first place. Dame has been bad this year. Um, obviously, he had a very solid game this past game against the Lakers. He ended up going 9 for 19 from the field, 6 for 14 from 3, 25 points. But over the full year, it's been, it's been very down for him. He's averaging only 17 points a game, um, and he is shooting the ball very poor. 33% from the field, 21% from 3. We have our opinions on why he's doing bad. It could just be a regular slump. Um, mm-hmm. It's good to see him do good this game, but we still got to talk about how bad he's. Or, yeah. how, yeah, how is he? Uh, um, go ahead. No, Cody, you go ahead. All right. If you were to tell me that Dame had these numbers at the beginning of the year, I would completely deny it and say that is BS. There's, but that just shows how crazy that this mm-hmm. slump is. This isn't a normal slump. I mean, ten games—that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what I was going to say. I was kind of like. I mean, against the Pacers, he had four points. I mean, four points. I don't, I don't know if Dame's ever had under five in his game in his career. I think I think I saw a stat. It was the second time in his like career he had had under five points or something like that. But look, he had twenty six against the Cavs. He had twenty against the Seventy Sixers. But the problem is, 
against the 76ers, he had 20 on 20 shots. It's the shooting. Against the Cavs, he had 26 on 27 shots. Efficiency numbers, efficiency just in, across the board is way down. I don't know. He, it doesn't even seem like he's pressing. You know, I there has been like rumors that he picked up an abdominal injury while with Team USA, and he's still like nursing that. There's Let's also just like into there's the also it's, okay. Also, what do y'all think about the the whole new ball theory? Yeah, I mean that's a reason that I've seen all around the NBA. A lot of shooting numbers is down. Um, it actually is. Just sorry, but quick side. I believe it is the lowest like average points per game per team. Is it's the lowest since like 2005. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, I think the three biggest reasons, or actually four biggest reasons or possibilities on why Dame is slumping is one, it could be a new ball, because that seems to be a, a little bit of an issue to a lot of players. It could be how the NBA is refing now. Um, I That's don't true. have much of an issue with Dame, because there hasn't been a lot of instances where I've seen him like fishing for fouls, a lot like other people like Harden or Trey Young. Um, <sighs> it could be an injury. He could still be battling a little dominant injury. But then in four, I think it's could just be just a slump like this happens to players it's just very odd that it's happening right at the beginning of the year mm. and 10 yeah. games well i think people have gone through slumps for 10 games a lot of the times um like star players i think it is just weird that this is something we've never seen before i think part of it um i think maybe a little bit of it can be attributed to it i really do believe dame is trying to play you know more of a true point guard right now, kind of. Pass I mean, yeah, he, he's fourth in the league in assists. Yeah, he's fourth in the league in assists. So like, I'm good. just looking at the one of the games we really were like, oh my gosh, this man can't shoot right now. It was against the Hornets, where he went five for twenty, two for fourteen from three for fourteen points. He had the same amount of three point attempts as total points. That's not very good. However, twelve assists. So I mean, he's passing the ball well. Teams are still respecting his shot, even though he's in this slump. So I do, I am happy to see him you know kind of like passing the ball being a pass first guy letting cj norm because you know offensively at least this team is probably the deepest we've had since dame's been here i mean i guess you can make an argument for the the aldridge batum and matthews team but yeah, like I mean, this is the top we have team. robert covington and norman powell as our three and four compared to like you know mo harkless and amino who you know no disrespect to them but they were not offensively gifted players yeah so yeah. Do you guys I think, think um, age is a factor? I mean, 31, I mean, it's not that old. It's like top of peak performance for NBA players on average. But, you know, for a point guard, you know, they tend to deteriorate a yeah. little bit early. And even as, you know, shooting's a skill, but, like, it's not like they needs to, you know. I mean, I would say. Necessarily jump as high. Yeah. I would say he had a very – very just packed off season, whether that was physically or mentally, just with all the rumors going around and obviously playing for Team USA still. So, well, yeah. Um, well, I mean, just I mean, if you're just looking at it from like a just off the bat, off the court standpoint, other than Team USA, obviously, of Team USA, he's filming a movie for Space Jam. He Spa- got I married. Forgot about like his off season. He got married. Packed. And, I mean, yeah, he had a packed off season. He's still probably grinding, you know. But the, the interesting thing is like. I don't think we're like, he doesn't necessarily look like wrong shots are just not going in. Like if he's having a normal year, we're not talking about this at all. Yeah. I truly believe it's just a slump. I think he's, I think we'll come out of it. Now someone took his powers. It's like, <laughs> like, like space jam one, bro. What the frick? Thunderstruck. <laughs> now. Oh God. Thunderstruck. KT. <laughs> are you guys like one of the, like those people? Like I, you see it a lot on social media. Like, 
that is like outwardly kind of hating on Dame. There's a lot yeah. of people hating on Dame. I can attest to this. Um, or are you like so, one of those people where it's so like my, he's been loyal so, to us? So this is how my, my Blazer fandom goes. I wake up, I have a great day all day, fantastic day. <laughs> I watch the Blazers and I get put in a bad mood for about 30 minutes and I want to, I hate Dame for about 30 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, this man's done so much for, for, for the franchise. You know, he's still a really good player. He'll come out of it. I believe in him, but there are about 30 minutes of every post game where I would love to take to Twitter or the internet and just spew hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you so. Speaking of hate. I'm sorry. That moves us into our next story. That is a look at that huge topic. A segue. A in segue. The NBA. Shams, don't know the last name, but Shams reported <laughs> last night, 23 Shams. hours ago, the Portland Trailblazers and owner Jody Allen have launched launched an investigation into President of Basketball Operations Neil Olshay hiring a firm to probe alleged workplace misconduct. And then moving on, um, Chris Haynes tweeted. Uh, Portland Trailblazers launch investigation investigation into GM Neil Olshay with staffers alleging a 10-year toxic hostile work environment of intimidation, public profanity-laced tirades, mental anguish, among other bullying tactics. Hate to hear that. So this is a video. Yeah. I already kind of discussed this, me personally, my thoughts. Um, but there's not a lot of details about the whole situation right now, but that was kind of a Blazer news bomb last night. How are we feeling about that? Let's just hope that that's not the case and that it doesn't go any more than what it is right now because yeah, I agree. it's not what the Blazers need right now. Yeah, that's an off-the-court distraction. You know, they'll probably – obviously, there's going to be an investigation. Honestly, I have no idea. There's no details. I don't really want to pick sides because I don't know Neil Olshay personally at all. I will say, though, we – I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say where we know them from, but I believe, and all three of us will say, there are a few people in the organization that, that we do know. And yeah, that we have our, probably we have know our sources. We have sources, and, and we're not going to name names and where they're from and what they do. But I'm honestly, I'd be curious to talk to them and what they thought about Neil as a, as a leader and as a GM, you know, because this is purely off the court stuff. This isn't about Neil building a team or anything. We should definitely contact those sources now that I think about it. I know. That's what I'm saying. I think it'd be interesting because, in, look, I will say, in my opinion, this is what I think. I could be wrong for this, but I do think that there's going to be this when this news came out. I think that's from like half of the employees. I think half the employees feel one way and half feel the other way. Yeah. The, and the initial. In the initial report from uh, Chris Haynes, or no, from Shams, it said that one person has come out and said it, but then in Chris Haynes, it says that several have come out and said it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, lack of detail. There's honestly, there's honestly not much to say about it from a detail standpoint, other than you know we need to acknowledge that it is a thing, and that it's not just going to go away, and there will be an investigation, and you know that sucks, but hope hopefully you know there's nothing big that comes out of this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no, really nothing else we can say. Um, um, but moving on. With that being said, a lot of the details. If you want to know more about that, I gave the full, yes. full scoop in the other video that I posted earlier today or yesterday. Mm -hmm. By the time you're watching this, so make sure to go look at that. Um, but now we'll we'll just go through what we normally do. Our game recaps. Pop how we're feeling. The games. Um, Let's start with the Hornets Lakers one. Game, since it's the most Hornets recent one. one so give me, okay, fine. give me some stats from Lakers, Cody. 
if you right. have. I had I had the Hornets one up, so give me one second. <laughs> yeah, go All ahead. Right. So tonight, obviously, a W. Love to see it. Needed to take advantage of this one, given that um, Anthony Davis and LeBron were out. So the uh, stats wait, was was Anthony Davis out because of a tummy ache? Is that yeah, what I heard? Stomach cut. <laughs> okay. So well, all first sorry. of all, let me let me get a sore ankle. This man plays one game, rest for a week, repeats. I just need. He went a little too hard on Taco Tuesday. He was dunking. He was stuck on the wrong rim tonight. Let's just say that. All it right. was a toilet rim. Okay. Now, jokes aside, um, the Lakers. We, both teams shot an atrocious, actually. <laughs> Lakers, 34%. We shot 37%. Do you guys think we shot 37%? If I were to tell it you that. It looked like it. Yeah, it didn't look like it. Um, 27 from three. Um, they out-rebounded us barely, but we won basically every other stat, offensive rebounds, steals, turnovers. It was great to see that Dame came back. Um, 25 points, 9 for 19. 6 for 14 on three. So that's just under 50%. On three, which you absolutely love to see. Nurk didn't miss tonight. Six for six. Love to see that. Um, Powell and CJ kind of struggled, as well as Simons. I guess that's where the 30% came from. And Russell Westbrook. Mm. One for 13. Mm. Eight points. Three air balls. He had more air balls than field goals. Times three. I mean. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it, it, it amazes me, you know, sometimes when people, you know, are like, gee, why Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook's better than, you know, Dame. And, you know, obviously I'm biased. So I'm not going to throw my two cents in the in the equation. But if you're a neutral fan and uh, you say that Westbrook is better than Dame, uh, you 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 need to become unblind. <laughs> Bro. That's all I'm saying. But I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch much of this game. Uh, it's a little busy tonight. But I did watch the second half, third quarter especially. We just we just looked honestly just like the better team. They're out. They're two stars. This is what the Blazers need to do when they run into teams that are hurt. Sure, you know you have to. It's almost like a scheduling win. We were on the second night of a back to back, which is impressive. Um, yeah, it gets us to five hundred. Yeah, we only shot twenty seven percent from three. Even more staggering. We took fifty five threes. That's a lot of threes. That's a lot of three pointers. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm same with you though. I didn't really watch much of the first half. So by the time I started watching, we already had a pretty big lead. Um, obviously, with no Lamecki or A. Disney, the Lakers really stood no chance. But they look really bad, the Lakers, I have to say. Coming into the season, they were like the big favorite because they pick up Russell Westbrook. But man, yeah. they looked bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys do us. think this, but do you think teams, I guess, try harder against the Lakers, given that they're the Lakers, most of the people are watching? It's like yeah. we're playing against the Lakers tonight. I think there's something to that a little bit. I think it, it'd probably be more when, you know, LeBron or AD would be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it, you know, the Blazers are going to be like, oh, my gosh, the starting lineup of Westbrook, Rondo, Bradley, Howard, Mel. I mean, come on, dude. Oh, I'm so scared. It's like, come on, come on. Come on. I mean, yeah. you, you got to you gotta beat Pass team. prime. Yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of aging superstars. Yeah, a bunch of Sorry, problems. aging former superstars. Su- Basically, everyone is past their prime. Yeah, exactly. It was very nice to see Melo on the opposing side. And breaking shots. Bad, yeah. bad shots tonight. Yeah. Um, um, all right, do you want to go to the first game? Go back in order? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll Halloween see, game? Yeah. We'll go ahead and talk okay. about the Hornets game. Get that over with. That was a – man, that was Okay, amazing. so that was – this game was on <laughs> Halloween. And wow, it's a while say, ago. 
it was a scary game because the Blazers <laughs> <laughs> destroyed 125 to 113. Um, this was the only game this week I didn't watch, so I can't really go into too much depth. Yeah, good, Drew. I'll give you the stats, though. Hornets shot 51%, 47 from three. Dang, that's really yeah, good. You're not, you're not we shot 44%, 31 from three. Um, Dame, once again, struggled. Five for 20, two for 14 on threes. Two for, you, you hate to see that. CJ, 10 for 24, 25 points, carrying the squad, but just could not carry enough. Powell, six for 15, 14 points. Nurk, 13 points, 14 boards, though. And then everyone else just scattered. I will say Simon's had a good game, though. 19 points, six for nine. So, yeah, let's go over that game. How are you guys thinking about that? You watch it, first of all. Yeah, I, I watched majority of that game. Um, honestly, the one thing that – the one stat that stood out to me that I remember, like, watching the game and being like, sheesh, is 47% from three for the Hornets. Um, and, you know, the Blazers, you know, I was reading, actually, the Blazers' defensive scheme, it, it, it encourages threes to an extent. You know, so you're going to be giving up looks to the opposing team, and sometimes it's just a make-or-miss league. But, you know, you, you can give a little more resistance to 47%, you know. That's kind of why we lost to the Cavs. I mean, you have the Cavs. Which we'll get into that. Yeah, just jumping, jacking threes and making threes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not a good sign when Osmond's making four threes and Dame's making one. Yeah. And that's just, that's just not that's, – that's kind of not right. But, yeah, it, it was the three-point de- defense me, for, for me there. Also, Dame really struggled that game, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, the positives I saw from that game was another great game from Simons. Six for nine, five for eight from three. That's exactly what we want every night from him and more. And then I liked what I saw from Nurkic as well. The 13-14 game, um, he seemed to have gotten a lot better from his cold start throughout this week. Um, so that was good to see. But other than that, that was just a game that that hurt to watch because we had a Eight-point lead, ten-point lead yeah, in a lot of third quarter, and we got outscored by eleven in the fourth. So, um, yeah, we got outscored by like seventeen in the second half. So, not good. That play, you don't deserve to win. But nope. moving on, Seventy Sixers. Okay, that so that was maybe even worse. That was maybe even worse. This was the following day. If stamina had a reason for that, but still, absolutely no excuse. They are missing their top three players your top three players, and we lost 113 to 103 the following day against the Sixers, and this was just a gross game. Um, We shot 47% from field goal, but they shot 51%. Mm. 51%. Powell was leading score, 22 points. Dame once again struggled. Seven for 20, two for nine from three. Not as bad as last game, but still not what you like to see. CJ, eight for 20, three for eight for three. Bit better. Nothing much. Simons, 7 for 12, 3 for 7. Once again, Simons, if you were to tell me that Simons was an all-star in five years, I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, yeah, just a gross game. Looking at the stats, it's not like we got destroyed, but obviously missing their three superstars, that hurts. Yeah, that, just, yeah that, that game was really frustrating to watch because, you know, again, like those are scheduled games where you need to beat a team that's missing their stars. Because the weird thing about the NBA is just because the 76ers would have, if they had had him beat in Harris, we still could have won that game. You know, it's not, we're not just going to automatically win if they're out, which we saw, and we're not just going to automatically lose if they play, you know. And the thing so. is, no one from the Sixers, like, stood up. I mean, Curry, 10 for 17, 
Like, is that like sure. if, you a, all, if you had a nuclear around. game? If you had a nuclear game, sure, but that's not even like crazy. Like all around, there were just better just, like players that just hit timely shots for him. Like George's Niang had like two threes in the fourth quarter. He had twenty-one points. Like George's yeah. Niang, do we? Do we think George Niang is ever going off for 21 again this season? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, Curry had a pretty good game. Um, he was seven for seven on two pointers, so couldn't stop him inside. That's just sufficient. It's just sufficient. But this is another one of those games that I don't really want to dwell on, um, just because it was not a fun and even game to watch. even the Cavs game. I mean, there's it's kind of the same old story. Like we yeah, like there, I don't even want to go through the stats in that one. Yeah, the Cavs game was just, you know, I watched that game intently, actually, because I was like, all right, it's a good opportunity yep. to get well. back. And, you know, they just, again, shot the living daylights out of the ball. We didn't. Dame struggled. 50% from three for them. Yeah, yeah. 50%. The defense yeah. was absolutely awful. Yeah. But we, we were playing – we played it like a blitz where we were blitzing the ball handler, and then they would just pass it out and then make one extra pass and have an open three, and they made it half the time. And I'm sorry, but I mean, we they had three points half the time. You're, they, you're not gonna they had their turnovers. We forced 19 turnovers, which is obviously because of the type of defense we played. Yes, but it was a, you take blitz. some, then you give up three points. Yeah, and, and, you know, maybe to be fair that, you know, the Cavaliers – came into the I think they came into the game as a bottom five team in three point percentage and you know they shoot yeah they did. No, I know. That's like I'm giving that face because we and of course yeah, and, happened. And we're the team that lets them get back on track. Yeah. However, Cody, I'd love to hear the stats on the Pacers game. That was a big game to get back on. Yeah. All right. So following that, uh Friday night game, this was yesterday. Well I don't know when this will be uploaded, but Friday night we beat the Pacers 110 to 106. And Dame shot, drum roll, two for 13, over six from three, a whopping four points. We got a four for four from Wendy's. But here's the thing. We won. So I don't know if we want to view that as good or bad, but anyway, CJ carried 27 points, Powell 25, eight for 14, Covington, Covington oh, hitting three, five for Covington. 10, let's go. Clutch Big game down for the stretch 12, too. 19 points. Nurk with a double-double. Oh, wait, sorry. Nine rebounds. One rebound short of a double-double. Simons, once again, solid, consistent. 16 points. Four for six on three. Six for 10. We shot 48%. 43 from three. Our players hit our shots from three this game, other than Dame. And then, yeah, rebounds, everything. Pretty even. Not much that stood out on the Pacers stat-wise, I would say, either. So... Yeah, that was a great win. Let's get into that following those three losses. Yeah, that was – There you go. Okay, sorry. But I was just going to say that was a big win because that would have been detrimental because we were up big to start that game. Um, I believe we got up 18 at one point, and then they just slowly chipped away. They started making shots. We started, you know, we started missing shots. We had to come back. We were down like six at one point. Yeah, we were down six, but Robert Covington really clutched up. I mean, that right there, that game shows how valuable he is to the team. You yeah. know, he's not going to fill up the points. He's not going to fill it up or anything. But he he'll, he's good for a timely three. And, you know, and and he made a dunk. He made a dunk. I was literally just about to say when you said he's he's really good for timely threes, you want to know he's not good at timely-wise? Timely dunks. dunks? Yeah, well, but <laughs> that's okay. That, uh, last year, last year, double OT. Yeah, yeah that was last year. We good. Um, 
But yeah, I thought that was a and you know, to be honest, we won by four. Dame had four points. Dame doesn't score four points. We ain't winning that game. That sucks. Hey. I'm saying. Um, Dame did have eleven assists though, so it's not like he was out there again, just running up the court. It's passing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our breakdown for the for the week. I would say I I want to get into some questions I have for y'all. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like my my weekly questions that I pose to you guys and you guys kind of explain to me your answer and stuff. So I want to start off with this. Both Norman Powell and Anthony Simons have probably been the two most consistent, I would say, consistent contributors so far. Simons coming off the bench and Norman in the starting lineup. It seems like they're both shooting efficient, efficiently every night. You know, Powell's good for like high teens, maybe even in the 20s, and Simons is getting, you know, low teens and he's pushing up in the high teens. Do you guys think Simons or Powell have been more consistent this year? And who would you give like the early season MVP to between those two, at least in terms of consistency? Okay. So looking at those two players, they're both shooting over 50% from the field, which is just awesome. And both at 45 from three. Mm -hmm. So they are both having elite shooting seasons right now, both shooting around 11 shots a game. Um, Powell's obviously scoring a little more, but I've been all over Anthony Simons this year, and I think Anthony Simons has just been huge for this team. He's been the the man to lead the bench unit, and he even comes in in crunch time. Um, There's one point where we're playing four guard lineup in one of these games. I don't know what it was, but it just shows how much we need Anthony Simons on the floor, and um, that doesn't take anything away from Powell. But I think Anthony Simons has been huge for this team this year. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with that one. I mean, but to be honest, there's really not a wrong answer to this one. You can go either way. They've both been really consistent. But I'm going to agree on si- with Simons on this one. I mean, there were just moments in these games where, like, he would take over. He would be the one that we give the ball to and score in the moment. Like, I remember when I think it was two games ago when the bench unit was out, the game was slipping away, ball was, his, was in his hands. I saw a moment, and he, like, made a couple – nice layups and shots. So I'm going to say Simons as well. Yeah, I, I would definitely – I think Simons is more the – he's been the more surprising of the two, I think. I think Norman was always, you know, good for – he's a solid veteran, contributes. But, yeah, Simons' production off the bench has been huge because, like you said, Cody, in past years our bench just gets absolutely destroyed. So in terms of, like, plus minus, I mean – if you just want to look in the playoffs, Ron Hall's Jefferson for the series was minus 69. but <laughs> Or sorry, minus 67, excuse me, which is no shade to him. It just shows kind of that's a great stat to kind of show the overall ineptitude of our bench last year. But if Simons can make that leap, that's kind of like that third guard, you know, Powell's a guard, but he plays small forward. So I'm not going to classify him as a guard here. Um, and interesting, too. Two, two Anthony Simons. Um, but, yeah, I think that's fair because he's been the most consistent for sure. You know, he, I feel like every time he shoots, he's probably the, the one blazer right now I'm confident in. If he shoots, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you have another question on your mind? Do you have another question on your mind? I could throw out a question. A little buy or sell maybe. Oh, buy, a little buy or sell. Um, you want to throw one out? If you don't, I, I, I have yeah, one. I'll, I'll throw out a buy or sell. Um, let's think here. Buy or sell. 
No, I'm just going to like talk about a – I'm going to say a specific player, and you're going to say if you're going to buy his stock right now. I know you guys are into the stock market. Um, uh, yes. Tesla killing it. <laughs> but are you yeah, currently buying Yusuf Narkic's stock? He has been up and down this year. He's kind of uh, gotten better. In the past, he just had his best game, so his stock's kind of going that's up interesting right now. That six they, for six. That's interesting today. that you say that because I'm going to – that's funny because I was kind of going to be my buyer, so question it. I'm going to go and throw mine out there just because it's kind of very, very similar, and then we'll kind of all three collectively answer the question, okay? So my question is, which kind of goes along with it, it's Nurkic. It's buy or sell. So currently, Yusuf Nurkic is averaging 11.1 points per game and 11.3 re- rebounds per game. Buy or sell, he finishes the season averaging a double-double. I mean, I think I'm going to buy that. I think Nurkic averages like 12 and 10 at least. Um, I do think he's getting better. Like I said, he just had his best game. Like 15 and 17 is what it was, 6 for 6 from the field. So uh, I'll buy that. What about you, Kenny? I will too. Same reasons. I mean, I don't have really have much more to say. I just think he's the player that we always look to. I mean, and with he always has a he's always involved in every play. It's so true. Either yeah. scoring or getting an assist, double double. I think he can do it. I will also buy it actually because I do think that he's a little more locked in. And yeah, that's a great point. He is involved in every play. He's screening, he's catching the ball in the high post. I mean, he is touching the ball every play. And we're undersized as a lineup, and he he's the one guy you can really grab boards. So I I'm not concerned about points. I think he'll definitely average like eleven or twelve. I think that's that's it's just gonna get ten rebounds a game. He can kind of be a little lackluster sometimes, kind of lose focus, but I'll buy it. I think it's all about that focus. But uh, the last thing we'll do before we start wrapping up here soon is we'll just do a quick little sneak peek at the next week. Um, we are about to play the Clippers again for the third time already in the first. I think we'll com- Who that's going to complete schedule complete the season series already. I believe we only play them three times. Well, that will be on TNT uh, Tuesday night, and then we got Suns on a back-to-back, uh, Rockets, Nuggets, all away games. So four away games this week. It's um, a huge week. All Western Conference teams, three pretty solid Western Conference teams. One shouldn't be against the one and eight Rockets. So looking ahead, I'm looking at the Nuggets game as being really difficult to win. Yeah. I'm looking at the Rock I'm looking at the Rockets as that's kind of the one game we should win. And then I see those first two games can go either way. We've beat we've beat the doors off the Suns at home. Which leads me to believe we're not going to this time. That's going to be a tough game in Phoenix. Yeah. And the Clippers, the Clippers are weird because it's Paul George and a bunch of nobodies. I'm just kidding. It's Paul George who's having an amazing season, but they've clapped us once. We clapped them once. It's yeah, the those match. were di- two different games. If we make PG do the work, I think we're good. This is why, that's why I think that Clippers game is going to be real close. And I think it's going to come down to is Dame hitting or not because he's going to take cr- late, late shots. Would you say a two and two week is successful? Yep. That's what I was looking at. If we go to, if you, if next podcast, you know, well, we might do it before the Nuggets game, but I'm looking at seven and seven. I mean, this upcoming schedule, the rest of November is, is pretty brutal. I see the gauntlet. one, I see two games on there that we like for sure should win. And that's Pistons. against the Pistons 
and against the Rockets. I would say yeah. Kings, but they're five and four, and we've already lost them this year. Other than that, we and have it, all playoff teams. And just another thing to look at this year. What are we at home? Five and one. You know? Ooh, I think at home. See. We are one, two. Um, I think I only remember three, one, four, five, five and one at home. Our one loss is to the Kings, which I means mean, that we that are city one four advantage. We are zero and four away from Moda. We have not won on the road yet. Wow, that is a good point. We have gotten the doors beaten off us in LA, and we went on a three-game swing to the East, lost all three. We had a four-game road trip. If we go two and two, I will take that. Yeah, this week, yeah, this road week is big. We haven't won yet. I mean, you would think we walk into a we walk into a road win here. We're not going on four, surely. Yeah, surely. Especially with Dame, if he can just have a solid, not even bad, just solid game like he did. I would, uh, I would love to solid. see, I would love to see Dame like have a thirty-point outbreak against the Clippers on national TV, just to remind the audience all, how good he is. Yeah, all I would like to see against the Clippers is just. Good effort. I don't want to see a flat Blazers team come coming off two days rest on national TV. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, two, two, two and two is good. I'll yeah, take that. It's, it's a big week coming up. You don't want to fall behind the eight ball like we did two years ago and find ourselves at seven and or eight and ten at this point in the season. You know, we have a tough schedule coming up. I think if kinda, we stay a little above five hundred for the rest of this month, then it would be pretty good. You know, but you know, kind of just looking at, at the standings, it's really early. Golden State's set seven and one and Utah is seven and two. But after that, you know, okay, sure. Dallas is six and three, but they just you see Lucas game winner today? Yeah, I did see that. But other than that, you know, there's kind of this like log jam of kind of five hundred teams. And you know, I think I don't know. I just think if you can kind of stay around 500, maybe a little above, and then, you know, we'll go, hopefully can go on a run when we get a softer part of the schedule. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, that's kind of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's all we got for this episode. This was obviously a little bit of a different episode. We wanted to focus on more of like the two main stories or main headlines of the Blazers, more so than the actual recaps, but we still wanted to give you guys some sort of a recap on the game. Again, we are hoping for a two and two week next week. Hopefully Dame heats up. Hopefully this controversy around Neil Olshay uh, kind of simmers down or we just get to the bottom of it. Uh, but any last words from you two before we finish? You go, Cody? You Let's just it. hope Dame's not selling to go to L.A. because I know he went to LeBron's house a couple of days ago. Just kidding. Go Blazers. Let's get a good week. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Go Blazers. I want to see a two-and-two two trip. Uh, great game from Dame tonight as the recording, obviously, after the Lakers game. Um, yeah, I'm still feeling good about this year. Lost a couple games we shouldn't have, uh, but a couple good victories I'd like to see. A good road trip and an energized Blazer team. Go Blazers. See you guys. Peace. Bye.